Now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. It's brought to you by American Arbitration Association International Trade or Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. And today, Bloomberg Law hosts June Grasso and Michael Best discuss President Donald Trump's executive order on immigration. They speak with David Beer, an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute, and Jennifer Ch- Cone, a professor at UC Irvine Law School. David, the, the lawsuits, uh, also, or at least some of them, raise constitutional questions, and the judges seem to find, at least to some degree, that the, there's a likelihood of success that they might be unconstitutional. What, what is the constitutional attack on the order? Well, the main ones that have been talked about so far are uh, dealing with the First Amendment and, and targeting of religion. I tend to think that that's probably not going to be a successful tact. Uh, It's pretty clear that Congress does have the power to give the president the ability to uh, restrict uh, entry of people however he wants. However, in this instance, the immigration laws are very specific in saying you cannot discriminate based on national origin when you're talking about immigrant visas, the people who are coming to the United States to live permanently. In that instance, Congress has, has specifically said you cannot take into account national origin, which is what this order does. So at least for those people who are coming to the United States for permanent residency, they could potentially have a claim that he has exceeded his authority from Congress. Do you agree, Jennifer, or do you see any other areas of strength in attacking this? I think one of the difficulties that we have with immigration law is that we still have a great deal of constitutional precedent from the late 19th century that stands in place that um, that not only um, grants to the um, to the uh, federal government, and I would say that's Congress and the president, not the president alone, but um, grants them great power um, over immigration law. But it also, in the cases like the Chinese exclusion cases, allowed them to exercise that power in ways that discriminated uh, explicitly on the basis of race. Um, and uh, and so we have these challenging precedents that are still in place. I do think, though, um, that with the enactment of the uh, of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, Congress clearly signaled their intention to bring the United States into an era where uh, immigration law was governed by the same equal protection norms, and where the the law is quite clearly clear uh, about the fact that uh, that nations are to be treated in a uniform way. That's Jennifer Chacon, a professor at UC Irvine Law School, and David Beer, an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute, speaking with Bloomberg Law hosts June Grasso and Michael Best. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And that is this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.